podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the midweek fix. It's 40 minutes late, but there's a good fucking reason for it. Liverpool will face Real Madrid in the European Cup final in Paris in about three weeks' time. Um, City were literally in the final. They were literally in the final, and Rodrigo went, fuck that. Um, Scored two, Benzema scores a penalty, and then they absolutely defended for their life. Militao picked up his hamstring, or his groin, and walked off the pitch with it in his hands at one stage. And... um, Oh, I'm absolutely fucking delighted that Real Madrid got through. I will say, and I will hold my hands up, I thought that City would go through tonight. I said to Shawnee the other day, I'd be amazed if Man City don't make it. I am amazed, and it's a brilliant, brilliant amazement. With me tonight, I have got Ash, I have got Chris, and I have got Keith. We're going to look back at Liverpool's route to the final, how we got there, group stages, all that stuff. And um, I haven't done any prep for this, so I don't even know what orders the group games were in, but we'll yeah, get through it. It was in the group again. Ah, I've, I've got the order for you, mate. You Oh, lovely. Chris has done According something. to everyone on Twitter, it was Markham, it was Shamrock Rovers B team, and it yeah. was fucking yeah. God knows who else. Yeah, Runko, was, um, Mitchell yeah. and under 11s, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> But um, listen, we're going to go back and we're going to look at that. Loads of people are in the chat. If you're watching, you're very, very welcome. Um, sorry for the delay in the in the stream tonight, but look, the game was on. Everybody was watching it. There was no point in us coming on and just talking between the four of us and you missing most of the content that we are putting yeah. out. So we did hold it back. It was Keith's decision. I'm going to throw it out there for anyone that's upset. It was a 100% <laughs> Keith's decision. Um, for that reason, Gav. No, oh, no, listen, it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant move by yourself. Um but look, as I said, if you're watching, you're very welcome. Hit the like button. There's 200 people watching, 62 likes. Look, we should be hitting three, 400 likes tonight, right? Um, simply hit the like button if you are happy that Liverpool are in the European Cup final. That's all you have to do. Um, Keith, I'll come to you first. And I want to go right, 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 right back. Not to group games, um, not to the draw. I want to go back to last season. And... A lot has been said over the last couple of days about Liverpool have been in the European Cup final and it goes back way beyond the draw for the group stages. Um, it goes back to the back end of last season when yeah. Liverpool went on a brilliant run towards the end of the season, inspired by the likes of Thiago, Salah, um, you know, young defenders and in, in the likes of Reese Williams um, and the other lad that plays with Bournemouth, his name has gone completely on my head, Nat yeah. Phillips. Nat um, and players man. like that, players like that, that... Um, literally gave everything for Liverpool just to get us in. We ended up being toward in the league, but to get us in the top four, that didn't look likely when with about six games left, seven games left, it didn't look likely. But going back to that, Keith, it's a huge, it's actually a huge part in our history when you look at it, because what's come after it, the run we have this season in the European Cup, the league, the FA Cup, the League Cup, Klopp is signing a new deal. It's all a knock-on effect, in my opinion. And um, going back to then, you have to give a little a little nod to the players that you haven't seen much of this season, if anything, of them. But they play a huge part at the end of last season. They really do. And I've seen a lot of heat coming to them on, you know, we all say Twitter's a cesspit of, of shy at the best of times. But people have been saying, you know, without Nath Phillips, without Reese Williams, Liverpool wouldn't be in this position. And mm. look, it's true because... 
last year we needed lads to get us over the line. We needed lads to to do a job for us. And are the two of them playing at West Brom when Allison gets the header? Phillips yeah. certainly is because he misses the header. Yeah, I'm not too Williams, sure if we not yeah, the half of Will it, Williams balls is up for the uh, West Brom goal. Ah, yeah, so he lets the runner go. He, 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 he gets turned. Yeah, gets uh, too tight. Gets too tight, but he's only 18, so. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they, they played in that game that I think, you know, was such a, it's one of the greatest moments in Liverpool history. Alisson scored in the header, what a fucking header. Mm. But them boys played their part in that. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like they had to slot in and do a little two-game stint in, in January just to get us through when we were in trouble. They, they played right, they, they were in and around it right up until the end. And, I just think, you know, it's it's easy to put it down to Luis Diaz coming in in January and, you know, Canate coming in and this, but it does go before, it does go back longer because Liverpool, Liverpool were on a trajectory, Gav, and we all knew this and they won the league and COVID happened and that fucked us up, right? We all, uh, people will say, oh, why couldn't you just play, you know, football is played on the pitch, it doesn't matter if there's a crowd there or not, but other people played in you know, Liverpool's crowd is a huge barrier, or a huge, sorry, um, momentum builder for Liverpool and a huge barrier for our opponents. And we didn't have that, and we weren't the same team. But we had to get through by hook or by crook. Now, this season, people are writing us off. We all know that. We saw the predictions for the Premier League. We saw predictions where people thought we'd be out of the top four and wouldn't be in the top four. But that's forgetting how good this team is. And if you think back to how we lost all them players last season, we had the best record up to Christmas we were top of the league with the best record in the running. And it was only that period where we'd sort of fallen off a cliff. Other than that. Two months, wasn't it? Other than that, you know, you're talking about absolute perfection from this team for a few years now. And they've carried it into this season. They've Normal order has resumed. We're looking at players. We're looking at Virgil van Dijk coming back from an ACL injury. Taking his time to come back, but now looks like the you know the best player in the world again the best defender in my opinion the best defender ever in the Premier League the best defender ever in Liverpool's history and one of the best centre backs you'll ever see in world football so you know the positives that we have we needed them lads to get us in there to get us back not on our perch we won't say that because it's tied in with that other show you back but we needed them boys to get us over the hump and they did so we can't say well, where we are without them people get snotty about that but they helped get us where we are, get 100%. us back to stabilise us. And, and it's brilliant. And Nat Phillips got promotion last night for Bournemouth. has been mm-hmm. a good sign for them, you know. So, delighted for him. Reese Williams didn't work out for him on loan, but look, still in around the squad, still learning. Um, Nico Williams goes off, gets a promotion with Fulham. You know, these lads that took a lot of stick, making the, making nice little careers for themselves and will come back from loan periods, I'm sure, and maybe involved around you know, Champions League finals, not in the squads or that, but just in the group, in the party, you know what I mean? So they get to go to Paris and just hang around the team, which is great for them. Yeah, 100%. Um, Chris Goldie wants to know, can you do a VPN, um, IP Vanish ads tonight in a Spanish accent to honour tonight's result? Si. Correct. <laughs> um, Real Madrid are wearing jerseys with number 14 on the back of them. After tonight's game, um, so that so that'll be pinned up on on the um, on the <coughs> notes board in the reception of the access centre um, um, from tomorrow morning, which is great. Um, let them do it. This is what Real Madrid do, 
You know, yeah. as much as I'm happy with Real Madrid winning tonight, Real Madrid do this all the time. They literally go out and they tell the world that they're going to win this and try getting their heads. They won't get into Liverpool's heads. Um, Liverpool are absolutely coming for Real Madrid in Paris yeah. in three weeks' time. There's no doubt it's, about it's it. It's a different Liverpool that faced them in the Champions yeah. League final. And it's a different Liverpool that... I know, in fairness, last year when we played them in the Champions League, they were cut up at the back as well and had to throw in Militao. And, it could have been Militao and Nacho that played that day as well. But, you know... This is a different Liverpool. This isn't what they they used to playing. Ancelotti, I said it last night. Ancelotti is a good record against Liverpool. Oh, we sort of knows how to to do things against Klopp, but this is a different Klopp now as well. Yeah. So, looking forward to this. Mo, Mo Salah wants wants Real Madrid, and when Mo Salah yeah. wants somebody, um, somebody is yeah. in trouble. Ash, Keith covered it really well there about the end Thanks. of last season and getting into top four and you know and finishing third ultimately. Let's look at the Champions League because I think it was put down as the group of death if I remember rightly um, Liverpool yeah it was yeah, yeah Liverpool um, Porto um, Atletico Madrid and AC Milan and when you looked at Ash it did look a tough enough group because Atletico were horrible to play against Milan can be great on their day Porto you know were kind of used to Porto they were kind of looked upon as let's take six from that and then get four somewhere else and see where it takes us but how did you feel about the group when you when you think back to that? Like most people, um, optimis, optimistic, but like I said, look at the names, AC Milan, the, you know, the history they've got with the, with the competition. Atletico have always been a sticky point with us. You can see from the, from the two legs that we had with them, uh, is it last, last <coughs> season, it? we got not a tight one. No, the season before. The year the COVID. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, year before, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. And then yeah, Porto. Yeah, we've got a good good record against them, but they won they won their league didn't they, that year. So well, we have basically the, the bigger names that you could expect. But we are Liverpool, aren't we? At the end of the day, six from six from Porto, like you expected. Atletico, I would have taken four points, and then same with AC Milan, I would have expected at least four points. But to go six from six is probably more than what anyone expected. So. Yeah, worried at the start, but by the end of it, it was nothing more than what, what we expected, really, I suppose. Well, sorry for jumping in there, Gav. Sorry for jumping in. Yeah. What we have to remember as well about that group was this was a rejuvenated AC Milan. This was an AC Milan yeah. that were back challenging for titles. It's a Porto team that every other team in Europe would have not been fearful of Porto, but they would have looked at Porto as like a potential banana skin. We've mm-hmm. battled Porto over the years, so we didn't maybe see it like that, but it's people are changing their minds on how hard this group was. At the time, this was a sticky group for for anybody looking at it. They, the, someone said it there, it's the highest coefficient in the in the tournament. So, you know. Laura Duffy says our group had the highest coefficient, even with yeah. Milan not playing in Europe for a while. Chris, when you look back at the group, though, we start off against Milan and Anfield, I think. Um, yeah. We go 2-0 up, and they come back into it. Sorry, we go one nil up. Um, go one up. Salah missed the pen, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. and then they go. Yeah, two I, one went, up. I went to that game. Yeah, they go two one up before half time. Liverpool come out then, equalise through Salah, get the winner through Henderson, and it was like we'd never been away, you know. And I, I don't mean that in the sense of we've been out of Europe or anything, but it was like ah, European nights at Anfield—they're always bonkers. Here we go again. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, it's kind of fitting because um, I was excited about the group, so. You know, we finally got fans back in the stadium. I kind of wanted exciting games on paper. I mean, I must have been, uh, when it was 2-1 at half-time, I was thinking, wasn't quite expecting this. But 
it felt it, it it was a perfect way to do it. And you know, your captain getting the goal at the edge of the box, you know, it's very reminiscent of what's happened over the years for Liverpool. So it was a perfect start. You kind of thought, well, that's what that's what you want. I mean, the annoyance around that time, I can remember doing shows around it was there was an awful lot of crying it in of oh, we can only beat these three two. It's lots of moaning about the depth of the squad, lots of players who are now lauded uh, were getting panned early on in the group stage. So we were getting, you know, people forget, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows now, but a lot were panning this side probably up to about November time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, you always get that, you know, mm. even even AC Milan haven't been at the top of their game for many, many years. You know, they haven't been challengers in Europe for many, many years. You know, you probably go back to, is 2007 the last final? I would have yeah, the last would have final, thought, yeah. 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 Um, you know, they haven't been challenged. They hadn't really been challengers in Serie A on a regular basis, but at the same time, they're in the Champions League. And when you're in the Champions League and you're AC Milan, you're gonna you're, you have got some quality, you know, the sort of way. And you're gonna get fans to go, "Oh, they haven't been here and they haven't been there. Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that?" Listen, as much as six wins out of six is great, the group stage is mean fuck all. It's all about getting out of them, and. It doesn't matter really if you come first or second because there's so many good teams plotted yeah. in these groups now that coming second sometimes gets you an easier draw. You know, the sort of way. Um, you can come second and a couple of big teams also come second and all of a sudden you're looking at a kind of outlier somewhere where you're going, I love them. You know, the sort of way. And you kind of see it. Um, you, you see it through this time. You've seen it through many years in the Champions League. This year, I think a lot of teams that were fancied Finished, finished top of their top of their group, and Liverpool kind of had did one or two sticky ones that you would have looked at in the in the last sixteen. But but Keith, you know, without going through every game in detail, you look at AC Milan. Then I think you you look at Atletico. We go away to Atletico. We go two goals up. They come back. They have Griezmann sent off. Um, I don't know if I have this in the right chronological chronological order. I don't know if Atletico was our first away game, but it was. Yeah, it was. Um, we 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 win the game. And, oh, sorry, second, and second away game, sorry. Yeah, but but just taking that one in, in particular, we go there and we think he's going to be a disgusting game. It kind of turns into that, but we win it. And as much as people might have been panning us for AC Milan at home, for it let to go away, despite us being two all at halftime and people having a bit of a meltdown, to go and win 3-2 away at let to go, which is a hard place to go and win. It's all about getting out of the group, Keith. And it's a good performance. And people are going the other way then going, oh, we've gone away and done it, let it go. We're the masters now. You see, I think, you know, uh, yeah, the result is king, right? Performances are secondary. But I thought we battered Milan. And I thought, you know, they got a lucky five-minute period where they got their goals, where we fell asleep. Atletico, I thought, were lucky as well. You know what I mean? Like, I think the, the thing about what I found about Liverpool in these groups where we absolutely dominated them all. Do you know what I mean? Like we went to Atletico and Atletico is traditionally, we know they, they've been well off the, the pace this year. But that's because, you know, we've seen them, we sniffed out, um, sniffed a bit of blood out of them and went through them and we absolutely rocked them. Do you know what I mean? Like in the groups, we just went in and we treated it. Very unlike Liverpool under Klopp. Do you know what I mean? We usually leave it late and have a blade and, a last game where we have to do something or get a result out of it to, to go through. But I found the days ones, you're, you're getting Milan and yeah, they, they get two goals. But like I said, that was a, a lucky five minutes. We absolutely, I felt we battered Atletico. 
and then yeah. Porto or Porto, you know, and they just we go through these teams. What impressed me was we went through it without any fuss and it allowed us then to focus on other things at the time. Do you know what I mean? League games, domestic cups, things like that. It wasn't like we were putting ourselves into a position where right, we have to put all our focus on this. Do you know what I mean? We we were able to say, right, we've navigated the group of death with fairly relative ease and just put ourselves in a position where we could, you know, compete other, in other areas. And that was the, the best thing about it for me. You know, tough group. People can say what they want. That let go Madrid is a pig of a place to go to because you can't let them get ahead of you because they start to show you and shut up shop and all this other stuff and they're rolling around. And Liverpool just didn't didn't let the teams do that. They just... It's the reason why we come on to Villarreal at the end. I wasn't worried at half-time last night. And it's because Liverpool tended not to panic when these things were coming up against them this season. It's it's the Liverpool of a few years ago, which is which is very pleasing. Alex says, right, balls on the table here. Would you trade the Premier League for number seven? Well, that's not balls on the table for a start. No, that's balls completely under the, under the yeah. fucking table. <laughs> yeah, not that's cupping your balls. Into the, um, that's cupping, the, cupping your balls or sticking them between your two legs. I, I, I don't know. But Alex, I'm not trading nothing for nothing. Um, Liverpool can win the Premier League and Liverpool can win their seventh European Cup and they can win the FA Cup. So I'm yeah. trading nothing for nothing. I'd roll the dice and get nothing out of trade them rather than give up on any of them now. So that's the way I am. I'll take a card yeah. and cup and say, fuck it. Yeah. Give me four and give me one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ash, just a, in the last thing in the group stages, because Kevo Sullivan said exactly what I was thinking. Hands up. Who rated Diaz after watching him versus Porto? Um for us, sorry, watching him versus us for Porto, he didn't. I'm going to hold my hands up. I'm going to say that I watched Diaz away and wasn't too impressed. I thought he was good at Anfield. I'd seen some clips of him and I thought, yeah, he's a good player. Um, he can finish his pace. Yeah, he's good. I'm not, I wasn't too sure on him. I thought he was a bit meh, I think was one of the words I used from. It um, was, Gaff. It, it was one of the yeah. words famously um, that you used from. Yeah. Um, and I'm completely wrong. I've no problem saying I'm wrong because I'm just, I fucking need you to do on the podcast. So, that's the one thing that comes over as well, Ash. You know, we we play Porto twice. We get a look at Luis Diaz. He's being linked and I know he's being linked with everything last summer. Stop it. I know he's being linked with, with Spurs. Um, and Spurs were going to have a look. I think Liverpool always wanted him, but when they seen yeah, he was in January, yeah, he was yeah. for a while. I think when they, when they seen that Spurs were going to have a bit accepted, they said, "Right, we have to bring this forward." I think Klopp even says it. He's the yeah. one. He's actually the one that we did want him. We had to move on him um, a little bit early. Brash, you know, Sean, he was at Liverpool Porto at Anfield in the Champions League and said he's an absolute player. Um, we win that night, but he said he's an absolute player. But we got to see him, and did he impress you? If I'm truthfully honest, I didn't know much about Diaz at all. Uh, obviously, the only thing I knew was two games that he played in the Champions League. Again, I'm a bit like you. He impressed me in the game at Anfield, but not as much in the away game. Mm-hmm. I think he was the standout player out of, out of the whole team. Um, but then I didn't know if it was a case of he was the best out of a bad bunch, or if it was the fact that he is potentially going to be where he is now, in a, in a better team, a better player. Um, so you can see the difference between Diaz compared to some of the rest of the rest of the team, and like I think, it's like I said, it's no secret we wanted we wanted Diaz. Yeah, probably more this summer than what we were going to do in in January. But I think Tottenham forced our hand, and because of that, 
we're managing to to see what you really can do in a in a team full of superstars compared to no disrespect to to Porto, but you look at what the level of players that they've got compared to us. I think we've only seen a, a glimmer of what Diaz can do compared to what he did do. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, and I agree with Shawnee. Yeah, he was he's an absolute baller, um, and I think we saw snippets of it at Anfield, but it, it didn't do him no justice when when we did it out the way leg. So yeah, it gave us an insight. But I've seen now now he's in our team, we can see more of it. If that yeah. makes sense. And loads, so you can fall for. Go ahead. Sorry, there's, 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 like a, couple, there's a couple of people I know that, um, you know, told me, no, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant and never shut up about him. And I had to go to every one of them and go, you know what, you're a bang on. Because um, what we've seen in, in the meantime is just probably the sign of the season. And it's just, it's it's one of, the, he's just brilliant. And you have to hold your hands up at times and go, I seen a bit of him. I wasn't overly not overly impressed, but he didn't kind of stand out going, Well, you know, for the sort of money they were talking about. But um yeah, you have to hold your hands up now and go, What a fucking sign. Sorry, Keith. I oh yeah. Well, sorry. What you have to remember is, right, so you look at a player at Porto and he's got a bit of bit about him and you don't know what you're getting out, but you have to look on the other side of that is his international career and the international sort of reputation that he had. He was Colombia's main man. Do you know what I mean? He's coming off a copper where he's the joint top scorer with Messi. Do you know what I mean? This fella isn't just a, a flash in the pan, come out of nowhere. Do you know that way? Like, so it's, you can look at him and base it on a, a game against Porto, but when you have to look at these lads, it's similar when I had this chat on Twitter there the other day, Timo Werner and Saul, it was Andy from here tweeted, you know, a, a near miss on Saul, but you put a player in a team and it has to be the right team. So you look at a player like Diaz, when Diaz was in the, the copy, he looked electric. He was playing with the best players in Colombia. Now, Colombia aren't the top team, but they're a good team. And he's playing against the best players in South America and he looks like he belongs there. And that's what I'm thinking. It's like, right, forget about Portugal for a minute because you have to look. You've got Pep Linders coming from the coach over there. You've got Vito Matos as well that was over there. So there's a strong Portuguese connection at Liverpool. So they're looking at what's beyond these Champions League games and, you know, the, the, the high profile matches and they're seeing everything about them. And what Liverpool look for all the time is character. And what we're seeing about Luis Diaz is he smells of Luis Suarez. He's a street fighter. He's a little tiger. He doesn't give up things. And that's what Liverpool are looking at. So when you're looking against us, if you are getting overrun by a machine like Liverpool, it's hard. If you're the only one trying to track back or win a ball, it doesn't stand out. Yeah. If you're part of that machine, you elevate yourself. And that's what Luis Diaz has done. Do you know what I mean? He's really fit like a glove into the, the Liverpool team. But we knew that because Klopp knew that and Linders knew it and Matos knew it and everyone else knew it. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, um, I was listening to, um, I think it might be the Anfield rap last night after the game. And Andy Heaton was saying that he had he had lunch with former Liverpool coach under Benitez. Paco Esther. Yeah. And basically he was saying that I think he's been in Portugal um, or he's been a coach with Portugal for the last couple of years and he just turned around. The first thing he said to him was um, Luis, Diaz, or Luis Diaz is a Liverpool player. He's a proper Liverpool player and he said like just everything about him screams Liverpool and and Sha- um, Shawnee along with a couple in this chat have, have kind of called him out as um, 
Frank Ribery, a little bit like Frank Ribery. I think I, I agree with you, Keith, as well. I've no problem being, with him being the second coming of Frank Ribery, by the way. But if he if he has got a whiff of Suarez off him as well, just that kind of all action, if it bounces off, he doesn't mind, he'll use it to his advantage. He goes past you, he has an eye for goal. I think he's going to rip her up next season because I think Klopp hasn't playing on the fly a little bit and just hasn't got the time to drill him. So he's like, right, just go out and play. Um, we'll deal with it. And when we when he gets, I'm not saying he's going to hamper him in the summer, but he's gonna he's gonna take a, maybe a couple of rough edges off him and make him be even better. more inter, yeah in, more interactive. I think with the players he's with because at times, although he gets assists and goals, there is times where you can see there's that split second of delay at times because he doesn't know what Mane is going to do or Salah or Jota yeah. or Firmino. It's all or, instinctive. Or, at exactly, the it's all yeah. instinctive, and <laughs> and even the fullback, you know, Robertson or is is key to coming onto the ball. I think when Klopp gets him. And shows him properly and has time to show him. I think he's going to be unreal. Um, Jimmy Young says, Walker out, Stones out, Laporte out, possibly De Bruyne out. It's not all lost in the league, boys. Of course it's not all lost. It's four games to go. Let's win them all and um, see where it brings us. Somebody's asking, did Keith go and watch Liverpool versus Brentford? He did. Don't get us that started. <laughs> did I never uh, tell you about no, that? No, you didn't. But uh, we might talk about it later. Chris, highlight of the season. Chris, a couple of highlights um, from the group stages, if you want. Um, I have to throw in Alison scoring that header because it's something I watch probably 10 times a week still. Yeah. Um, somebody, I think it was Red Steve, who said, I haven't really listened to any of this. Thanks, Steve. He oh, says, um, but has... He must have been modding on another channel. He must have been doing another mod- uh, moderation job um, or contract on another channel. Um, but Chris, <laughs> he asks, does Nat Phillips... Cruyff Torn in the San Siro get a mention um, is that one of oh. the highlights of the groups or if you have any more think throw them out there and Keith That's, have a think as well Thiago's goal is the best goal of the oh, season don't steal me from the you you've well, had yeah, because I was sitting there waiting uh, uh, get him off doesn't even hit the ground. Sing the song then. Sing the song. <laughs> Do the uh, careless whisper to it because that's what made the goal even better when all the videos <laughs> careless whisper with no music on it Tonight the music seems so loud. I wish that we could lose this crowd. What a goal. That's the highlight of the group stage for me. That is absolutely brilliant. It's it's one of the best goals I've ever seen. Apart from from the one that Keith has robbed, apart from the Cruyff torn, Mm -hmm. why not Phillips? Is there any other highlights for you? I think the biggest highlight (laughs) I've seen is what this Champions League group stage showed was a, how good the squad is, because people forget we we start with Gomez and Karate as our centre backs yeah. against AC Milan. Van Dijk didn't get on the pitch, and I think when we've now seen, I mean, everyone talks about it now, but how good Klopp is with five options, because that has been that is why we are still in a title. That, that is why we're still doing so well in all the cup competitions. He's yeah. got the he's got his substitutions perfect through these cup matches, and look. We've all been critical of Klopp at times for how he uses substitutions, whether they're too late, they're too soon, they're not reactionary enough. They've nearly all been perfect. And, you know, the highlights of that would have been probably when we come to the next the next round, the last 16, the triple sub he makes wins the game. And I think yeah. it's just give more kudos to Klopp's brilliance as a tactician, which I don't think he gets enough credit for. Uh, but also you just realise how good the squad is. I mean, the Champions League basically is the birth of Karate. You know, you've now realised you've got this absolute monster at centre back, and he's only twenty-two. He is absolutely unreal. Uh, I mean, the highlight is Thiago's goal, which Keith stole, uh, but doesn't hit the ground. Does it? It's like well, you know, I don't think it does now. Now, do you know the? Do you know the uh, the the, the uh, like the one pound flyaways you used to buy from the corner shop? 
It's like when you hit one of them, yeah. but they just go, it just wobbles in the air and it doesn't look right. It just doesn't Cup look champion. natural. Cup champion yeah. was called over here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just, one, it's just one of them. If anyone in the chat feels that, that ball did hit the ground, let us know and I'll tell you it didn't. But you can throw it in the chat anyway. Um, 196 <laughs> likes, nearly 300 people watching, 196. I think we can get to 300. So, as I said, if you like the fact that Liverpool are in the European Cup final, hit the like button. You don't have to give a super chat. I got one earlier. I have it here. Um... And I'll read it out later because it's probably something we'll talk about as we talk about the final near the end. Um, but if you think that hit the ground, you're wrong. But throw it in the chat and then we can, uh, we can name you <laughs> as well. Um, Wait, I've got one of the highlights. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, we we'll let you have one more because Keith uh, stole yours. Bobby's first goal away, away at Porto, just for the way that keeper ran back after the ball. It was like something hmm. off Benny Hill. You just yeah. needed the Benny Hill. It is the funniest goal I think I've ever seen. Where it's just like a FIFA keeper trying to catch the ball. He never gets anywhere near it. That's probably one of the funniest Haven't goals we come ever. across some shit keepers in this championship? Some absolute lunatics. <laughs> Ash, have you any highlights from the groups? Mine's a bit biased. I went to the AC Milan game, the first one of the, of All the right. Champions League. Don't, don't go on about it. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, God's sake. <laughs> I'm trying to take it off a Keith now. I'm trying to take off a Keith. <laughs> no, it was it's the first game, obviously, with the crowd back as well, and the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Um, obviously, other than the five minutes before half time, and the mood was a bit sombre when you're going to grab a pint, you know. But as soon as the second half went back, it was the roar was unreal, and it just drove the team forward. And again, it's hard to compare it when you're watching it from the telly and when you're actually there. But that whole Day, the whole atmosphere was just buzzing. Yeah. Like the AC, AC Milan fans were brilliant as well. They they went there, not even expecting to win. They were just glad to be there and be back in Champions League and to face us. But yeah, it was just the atmosphere from from the first kick to to the very last one. Absolutely unreal. It was just Champions League back in front of the fans. You know, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's- it was the first one. Yeah, and it was everyone was like that that buzz and it's like we're we're back and yeah, nothing. Nothing beats that in the in the group stages, but that's me. That's me being biased because I was uh, I was lucky enough to experience it. From from that game, I think um, Henderson's goal is really good because um, when it drops oh, yeah. out, you're like, is he? Oh, he's not hitting this, is he? And he does. It's it's really good. AC Milan away. Um, Divock turns up and decides he'll have a go, which is sound. Great, yeah. great, <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? Like the, the, the I suppose the Thiago one is 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 right up there because it's just. People literally arguing online for three days about it hitting the Still ground. There's no <laughs> argument. It doesn't hit the ground. Yeah. It doesn't hit the ground. Um, but do you know what makes a great goal? Sorry, I always cut across you when you're about to say something else. When, for me, for me, what makes a great goal? People will talk about Vincent Company's goal for Man City into the top corner. Great strike. That that's fair enough. You know, it's a good strike. You see 15 of them every weekend. Do you know what I mean? And every level of football, you can see that. You'll see, you know players beating a few and, you know, scoring goals. It's the ones that you don't see very often. So, you know, Dennis Bergkamp's against Newcastle, you know what I mean? When he flicks it around, um, Dabby's ass. Greek fella, Dabby's ass. And he just gets onto it and people are like, oh, look, yeah, he does this, he does. Get a ball and do it. Do you know what I mean? Show me his how goal, done but, it. but you see, the thing about Bergkamp is, his goal away at Leicester is better. Where no, I don't think it is. Oh, I don't yes. think it is. It is. I don't think it is because he's got three of them. He scored one of them for Holland against Argentina as well. My point is, the ah, ones he takes it. He takes do. it and then he flicks it over you, man. It's a fucking brilliant. Yeah, All right, I, I, got I, got I got a question. I got a question for you. That's what Casey Taylor was good as well. I got a question for you then. So, Henri's goal against Man United when he flicks it up over his shoulder and yeah. on the volley is Great his goal. better? Is his better than Patrick Berger's for Portsmouth against Charlton when he done the same thing? 
Um, I think it's seen as better because of who it's against. Yeah, yeah. because of who it is and who it's against. Yeah, well, but okay. the technique of it is, I think yeah. Burgers is a better strike personally. It's, both it was fair right as well. If I yeah. if I remember rightly, I, 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 like I think the Bear Cat one away at Newcastle is, is brilliant. But I think the one away at um, the one away at Filbert Street against Leicester was just unbelievable. The way it's that was a great goal. Yeah, takes but it, flicks it, and just that, that done that every game. You know what I mean? That yeah. fella bleeding like Velcro on his boots. Do you know what I mean? Like the ball stuck to him, and he, and he was brilliant at it. But the one against Newcastle was one that. Give someone a ball, keep fire the football into someone with a defender up their arse and see how many times they can do that. And I'll guarantee you no one can do it ever once. Do you know what I mean? So that to me is like a bit of magic. Well, Dylan O'Rourke says, Mo, Mo just posted on Instagram with the caption, we have a score to settle. And Dylan is now on. He's, so there yes. you go. Um, <laughs> and I had one there. Uh, Owen Conway says, Keith going to Brentford over Ash going to Milan. Um, I know which one I'd listen to more. I'd listen to Ashmore because Keith hasn't shut the fuck up for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quite happy to listen to Ash. Over every week. What? <laughs> Ash has said more. Ash has said more about Blade Nice Milan than I've ever said about Brentford. Now, just listen, wait, oh, five minutes. Now, listen, come in. I yeah. fucking tell you. If, that, now, if you want the definition of delusion, what you just said there is the definition <laughs> of delusion. Because I thought talking about my game. I swear to God, <laughs> nobody's talking about any games to go to. Right? Just go to fucking game, enjoy it, and that was it. Um, Do you know what? I didn't even. It wasn't even that I spoke about the game, which I kept ref- referencing. I think Fabinho. In yeah. that game, yeah, and people have got a super built again. Super built, gonna keep talking about it. Going in there, end of year, holy, yeah, but, but like, on the flippers, is we ain't talking about we ain't talking talk talk about the point you had in all and the laugh. And all. Keith, did you, you know, did you catch one, that? No the games, yeah. the games only, um, the games are, um, they're only a sideshow to having the crack, yeah. I think. The highlight was the pub I ended up in on the walk home back into town, and they had blue balls the size of pigeons in the place. There was a karaoke, and you couldn't even hear it when the. The flyers were going by yeah. like that. Manny Singh says, you scousers are pathetic. You deserve to get beat by Inter Milan and then get Benfica and Villarreal a la Madrid. It's great, isn't it, Manny? Love it. Hit that like button. Man. <laughs> hit the like button, yeah. subscribe, and let me know if you think that that ball hit the ground on that one, Tiago hit it. And we, we take yours as the casting vote. Um, <laughs> knockout stages, they make a complete and utter bollocks of the draw. Yes. Oh, we had the yeah, right. we had the Salzburg. We had Salzburg. Poor, yeah. poor, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Ar- wasn't it Arshavin doing the draw? Shevchenko. Yeah. No, it wasn't Arshavin. No, it was Arshavin, was it? I thought it was Arshavin. I thought it was Shevchenko. No, I'm nearly sure it was Arshavin because it was in Russia, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was his poor little in Saint Petersburg. Yeah, it was his poor little face. I remember now, unless someone just randomly put a picture of Arshavin up on the day, and I took it was him, but no, it was definitely Arshavin, and. Laura Duffy tells in a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we get Salzburg and then the draw has to be redone because they pull out Manchester United when they shouldn't uh, yeah. or Villarreal yeah. when they shouldn't and then they decide and then Detroit just gloss over it. It was fucking brilliant. Detroit well, just gloss over it. got PSG, didn't they? Uh, yeah, you know you got PSG and it was like... Um, yeah. But then well, you, can't, you can't do that, and then you were like, "Ah, just just pick another name there, just pick another name." So you pick another name, <laughs> then you move on, then you realise they haven't put Villarreal back in, um, and, and then you then throw them back in Madrid. again. Then Madrid, then, then Madrid trying to say, well, no, just redraw the last four because the first four you did properly. Yeah. We're, we're, we're happy with our yeah. draw. Don't yeah. do it again. Because um, <laughs> Madrid's a few with X. That's not what we want. John will confirm it was our shot because the final was meant to be in Russia. Um, uh, Manny is a Man City fan, says Tafsir. He could be, and he's more than welcome. Um, but don't get that upset, Manny, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's, it's only a game of football. Um, uh, but they make a bollocks of the draw. They make a bollocks of the draw, and they... Um, you know, 
United are fuming because I think they get PSG. We ended up with Salzburg, didn't we? And we were like, and like literally the Liverpool official Twitter and all other things was like, yeah, yeah. captions up straight away, Salzburg, blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, no, they're going to have to do it again. We end up with Inter Milan. Uh, no, you know, you got PSG in the first round, the first draw, and they had to redraw it. So redraw they, got, the, they got Atletico. They got Atletico yeah, in the second draw, yeah. yeah. We, ended, Chelsea we, got, got, we got Salzburg and we ended up with Inter. Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea got Lille and ended Lille. up with Lille. Got Lille again. Yeah, they yeah. got Lille again. Right. Yeah. Chelsea just... Um, City got... Who did City got someone and ended up with someone <coughs> in Lisbon? Um, did they get Benfica? Was it Benfica? Was it Benfica? Something like that, yeah. So City's, City's draw was pretty straightforward, to be honest. Yeah. 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 But we got Inter Milan and, and Inter Milan, of course, um, jumped really on the up. The champions, but where the champions of Italy and they were yeah. after overtaking AC Milan at the, on the top of the league as well. Yeah. So with, this is another revisionist history thing where people will say, "I sure Inter Milan are shy." They weren't shy when we played them, and people were going on about, "Oh, banana skin for Liverpool, tough one for Liverpool." You know, so aren't, aren't they aren't they still second in Italy at the moment? Yeah, well, they, they blew it during the night, didn't they? The keeper made an absolute balls of a back pass. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and he passed it into his own net. Yeah. Um, own books is breaking news ref blew up 10 seconds early tonight everything are writing to you wait for it about it <laughs> first year um, but look we get Inter and it's considered a harder draw than RB Salzburg and mm. quite right quite right you know they have they've they've some really good defenders they've some really good midfielders although their midfielder um Barella Barella he, he was yeah. he was out because he was he was suspended they had got um uh Latoro up front they had Jekyll. Um, they have a decent, decent side, Inter. But, Chris, I'll come to you first. We go over there. And Inter are good. They press as well. They play quite well. We're not at bar. our best. But we just... They hit the bar early, don't we? Yeah. Um, but we just go over there and we just do our job. Um, Salah scores. Firmino scores, number right? Yeah, Firmino. we do, yeah. Uh, Firmino with a header. No, yeah, yeah. was yeah, Firmino and Salah, wasn't it? Firmino is yeah. scoring, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Salah makes it too. Comes yeah. back off somebody and he puts it in the top of the net. But the key was the, the key though was the uh, the three subs because he brings on Henderson, he brings on Firmino because he takes Fabinho off, which surprised yeah. me, and he takes Harvey Elliott off for I think it's for Cater, and that just gives us a bit more control on the ball, and then we dominate then. But you know, it was quite brave from Klopp, you know. 55, 60 minutes in, triple sub, which you don't see very often. Uh, and that's when you saw the strength of the squad. Because um, that's when that infamous Inter Milan YouTuber became famous because he was very upset that his his side got beat, which is quite funny. Something like that, yeah. But he, he was guaranteeing that they'd go through. But yeah. oh, for, all the, for all the talk of how good Inter were, I think they only had one shot on target the whole game. No, so, yeah, on target, did he? Oh, was that maybe, maybe it was the second leg? But yeah. But they had a lot of possession. Yeah, no shots on target. No yeah, but this this target. was the game where you seen the fear that Liverpool put into people. Like Ash, the, the Jekko tries to run Van Dijk and just gets swatted aside. Latoura Martinez <laughs> gets the ball one on one with Van Dijk about forty yards and going literally turns and tries running back towards Zongo because he doesn't want anything to do with it. And yeah. it was the you know it was the definition of a professional performance. Liverpool go away in Europe. They keep it tight-ish. They make changes. Um, they get their goals. They get out with a 2-0 win. And job done. Let's get back to Anfield. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it was just a mature performance, really. 
Um, like you were saying, <laughs> Martinez and Jekka were running towards and see Van Dyke coming past him and they think, not a chance. I may as well just give up now. I'll just go back home. Um, I think that's just the, the presence that Virgil brings. It's the calmness. It's it, it scares strikers. And it's not just Milan. He's done that at the Prem. He's done it in Europe as well. And like I said, for 60 minutes, we, we did what we had to do, but it was just wasn't happening. And like Chris said, a triple substitution just changed it. And whereas we've seen in the past, like that season, Klopp was a bit hesitant when to make the subs and who to substitute on and off. I, I don't think he's actually made a bad substitution once this season. And that game in particular, three on, three off, game changed. And then, was it two goals in... Three minutes, I think it was in that game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, they were quick goals. From, yeah, hmm. from what I remember. Minutes, eight minutes between. Yeah, seventy. Oh, it was eight minutes. minutes. Sorry, yeah, seventy-five and eighty-three. And it's and it is Firmino and Salah. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, you know, tr- uh, substitutions, game changes, two 0 up in the space of eight minutes, and then it's a case of just seeing at the game. And other than last night, you know, we've we've done we've done that well. You know, once we've got in control and we've got ahead. We've seen that in the game and no problems. Like I said, I don't think Milan had a sniff today in the first leg. And it summed up when you see Virgil running back and the, the strikers are just like, nah, nah, I'm not having this. I give up. Like the, um, because Keith's a big fan of the Toro Martinez. But a literally huge said, fan. Literally he's a good player. He's, he's player. running away from Virgil van Dijk in yeah. the wrong direction. And, and Jekyll as well. I'm a huge yeah. fan of the team. Well, Jekyll tried out. to break That's through and... and Van Dijk he didn't just didn't just, have the minerals to get through. No, he just went no, after no. and went, no, this You could see his face, his heart was breaking, though, you but, know what I mean, Keith, when he was trying to run yeah. We lose the second leg, Keith. We lose the yeah. second leg, 1-0. Letaro actually scores. Um, Lovely goal. Um, what's his face? The fellow that plays the piano got sent off. Um, Sanchez. 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 <laughs> yeah, Sanchez gets sent off. But this is the start two of... Two minutes the, later, like two minutes after the goal. Yeah, so he gets sent off. But Keith, this is the start of calculated risks by Liverpool because I don't know if you have the Liverpool team in front of you from that game but from my recollection you kind of went oh I've got it he's changed a few but this is where we see calculated risks Keith and five subs and using the squad and the whole lot and it's where you start to see the evolution of this Liverpool squad in this season for me yeah, it was a strong team in that second leg. Cortis comes into the midfield, but it was Alisson, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago, Cortis, Mo, Jota and Sadio. But what he does in that game as well, oh, sorry, in the other game, the the fourth game, is he does the, the, the game in the San Siro, he does Bobby a half-time for Jota. Mm. And it's something that we've seen with last night as well. He's not afraid to make a half-time change if it's not going right. You know, Klopp is very much, he, with the midfielders last night, he let them play and get trusted with them. But he has shown that if he needs to put a bit of impetus up front, he will do it. But, you know, Inter Milan, it was it was seen as a hard one. And a lot of people made out, you know, Inter were all over us, Inter were all over us. I don't think yeah, they created sh- too much. Uh, I think they had two shots. I think Alice had two saves to, two saves yeah. to make all game. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to do the post-match because the post-match was very doom and gloom for getting to a quarter-final. Yeah. yeah. It, and I seem to that was in the middle of the running for that month where you're going, of all the games we had in that month, you're going, that was the only one you could afford to lose by one goal yeah. and it didn't yeah. matter because every other game we had... And this, game starts, this starts to materialise throughout the season now mm. because we do our job away from home um, or we do our job at home. Chris, 
we get through into Milan. Um, and this is where the results start to go a bit mental, don't they? Benfica knock out Ajax, am I right? Yeah. 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 So that when we were expecting to, you know, if they knock them out, um, the quarter final draw comes up and we get Benfica and we know we'll get Bayern Munich or Villarreal in the semi. And we're, and we're all looking at it going, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich in the semi. And on yeah. the other side, you were kind of, you, you know, it was Chelsea. Chelsea, 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 Real City, and Atletico. Yeah, it was yeah. a really hard. It was a tough one to pick on that side. Although Kevin Sullivan has called Real Madrid from early doors in this, this mm. even at, even after that quarter final draw. But you look at Benfica then, and we're away in the first leg, and again we go and do our job. You know, um, Canate, you've mentioned earlier, um, makes a makes a mistake, um, lets Nunes in, and he scores, but. We're really good in that game. Diaz scores at Benfica to make it 3-1. And again, Can I get the opener as well? What? Yeah. Can I get the opener? Yeah, can I get the This is his streak as well with his headers. But Chris, again, we're going away in Europe. Again, we're doing our job. Away goals don't matter. It's a two-goal lead again going to Anfield. And you're looking at it and again, we're looking to make those calculated risks. But it's a great win away in Benfica. Oh, this is brilliant. And Sadio Mane scores again. And he's now the highest scoring African player in Champions League knockouts. You know, that's, this just seems to be when Sadio Mane really wakes up in Champions League is when he gets to the, the knockout stages. This is when he turns yeah. up and gets his goals. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's just become the routine now, is it? Matipo, Canate, and you just don't shrug. You just shrug, shrug. It doesn't really matter, whichever one. But corners, no one could deal with Canate. He's just ridiculous. You know, he makes Virgil van Dijk look small, which is saying something. And I think this is one of the first, this one of the games where you really saw what Diaz gives you. He's just the directness of him and the, the lack of respect actually he gives people, which is just, I don't care who you are, I'm gonna run through you. And you I, I don't care if you're a new new player or well established, I am going through you and not and there's nothing you can do about it. And to be honest, Lupin have had that for a, a little while because the, the players got are established and it was brilliant by Cox to put him in because it just gave the fire, the extra little fire in the belly because it's just a club he wants to beat, you know, from his Porto background. And he was getting pelters most of the game and he did really and he did really well. Um, we probably had a sticky 15. Uh, you know, the Karate goal did give them a bit of hope. Yeah, 100%. But, um, which, you know, we had to manage that. But again, credit credit Klopp, um, 60 minutes, Henderson comes on, Firmino comes on, Joss comes on, calms it down. You know, so it, the same things happen again. It's the same sort of three or four subs, and this has been the. They score early in the second half, don't they? They scored in the right. yeah forty nineteen. Yeah, and, and I remember it being about fifteen minutes of. I remember being about fifteen minutes of like this. Not look shaky, but we're giving them some some sort of impetus here. And then, like Chris said, we just make those subs and we just go bang, settle down again, and we actually took control of the game, and probably could have had more than three, but the score right there. Jota yeah, should Jota score. Should. Yeah, Diaz scores and Jota should score at the end. Um, yeah. I think he tries to dink the keeper, isn't that right? Yeah, he tries yeah. to think it just yeah. doesn't quite get, doesn't quite get underneath it. But um, this has been the unfortunate with Bobby's injuries recently is Bobby's been a very good the guy to come on 45 or 60 to calm it, you know, because of his link yeah. play and you know, what he's really good at. Plus, he's still very dangerous as a goal scorer, um, which I think is what we've done really well in semi-finals is because we probably could have done with that at times with, with Bobby and we've but we found a different way of working. But it, the, the theme's the same is calculated rotation and 
key subs at key times coming off. And I don't think he's put a sub on yet that hasn't really made a positive impact for us. We've spoken, about, manager. We, we've spoken about a subs throughout this season because it is something that you could throw a clap over the last couple of years. Yeah. Subs he makes, does he make the right ones? Does he make it's probably more the timing of them and how long he leaves mm. games? Because if you and uh, that's probably manifested out of Rafa Benitez because Rafa Benitez, you knew Andy Gray used to say it all the time on Sky. Rafa Benitez will make a sub on this minute, this minute, and this minute, regardless. And he used to always stick to it. Whereas Klopp, you wouldn't know what he would do. And then at times you'd go, Why didn't he make that earlier? You know, he's given. And then people would shout about loyalty and shit like that. Oh, he's too loyal to players in game. He's too loyal to players fucking outside, you know, and all this sort of stuff. But I think this season in particular, I think his subs have been absolutely excellent. Um, they've made impacts. They've, like you said there, they've they've settled games down. Um, they've won games for us. They've protected win- leads. They've been absolutely brilliant. Ash? But it's triple, sorry, it's triple changes on around the 60-minute mark in that yeah. game. Yeah. The same as Inter. The yeah. same time. Yeah. Inter was yeah. 60 minutes. Yeah. So he's, he's doing them at a set, set time, but he's not afraid to do multiples. But, but there's, it there's a double edge to it, Keith. There's a double edge to it because it's to an impact the game, but it's to save the squad as well. Yeah, he, he, there's two yeah. reasons for it. It's not like I'm putting three on and the all score is fucking great. He's putting three on with they can affect the game, but they're on, the, the three lads I'm taking off are, pl- are playing at the weekend, yeah, and I need exactly. them for the weekend. Like, it's so not we, giving someone the curly finger because they're not doing it. Exactly. Right, you're yeah. out, and you, we've seen players reacting to coming off and all, and you more or less telling them, "Look, there's games coming down the road. You know what I mean? Stop yeah. getting the fucking home." But we then get to Benfica at home, Ash, and. Again, in my head, I think it's calculated risks. Um, great game. It was a great game. Um, Bobby Bobby gets a couple and stuff. And I'm not... The, the lads will have the team up now in a minute, I'm sure, because I know Keith and Chris are yeah. looking at the teams. But to me, in my head, Ash, um, it's a calculated risk again with the team. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a really good game. Um, Benfica yeah. are really good. They take their chances when it comes to them. Allison makes an outstanding save. And near the end from um, from Nunes, but he was ag- great again. Like Ash, we're managing this situation. It's not like in years gone by where you go get them eleven on the pitch. You have to get these eleven on the pitch. We have to do this. He's like, no, no, no. I'll play this eleven, and I'll bring these three, four, or five on, and we'll get through it. And at the weekend, we'll all be fine. Um, but again, a couple of frailties there, maybe um, defensively, but overall, Liverpool are comfortable. Yeah, and I think it all goes down to the fact that Diaz scored so late in the first leg. I think if it was 2-1, mm. then I think the team in the second leg would have been stronger than what it probably probably was. I think the fact that we had that two-goal cushion, it kind of gave us a little bit more breathing space to, like I said, to make the change and not potentially put out the strongest eleven, knowing that we need to go and finish a job. I think we had we had enough faith in the team that we put out, knowing that we can make changes and still get a job done. And I think that just goes back to the fact that we're so much stronger now as a team compared to what we were twelve months ago. You know, like we keep saying this over and over again. Last year we we couldn't string a defence together, and all of a sudden now we've got players in every position twice over, competing every week and every game. And no matter who Klopp picks, you you've got the you just know it's going to be all right and you've got faith and trust in whatever team is going to pick. So, yeah, the, the changes were made. <laughs> but then you just know there's not going to be much difference in terms of 
performance and expectations and how we're going to play anyway. So I think, and like I said, I think it all comes down to the fact that Diaz scored late in the first leg. And I think that's what determines the fact of the, the team that's been chosen and the approach that we take to the game, really. Did we read out the team? Vlog, you throw me the team for that Benfica. So this was a this was a League Cup team, and that's the beauty of it. Right? So Allison starts in goal. It was Gomez at right back, Matip, Kanate, Simakas in the back four. It was yeah. Naby, Hendo, and Milner in midfield, and it was Diaz, Bobby, and Jota up front. So oh, it tongue in cheek about it being a League Cup team, but it, it's the sort of team that does a lot of changes in that. You know what I mean? And we so have an FA Cup semi-final a couple of days later, don't we? Yeah. So yeah. because we've done the damage in the first leg, we are able to do that and we're using a squad. And again, it's all being calculated, risk versus reward. Is the reward worth the risk? Yes, it is. We can put a team out there because even if we can see it, he was confident that we'd have had enough. It was a back foot that played together, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think until, this was, this was, sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. Well, I say up till 20 minutes from time. You wouldn't have known that back four and played together. And John rightly points out uh, in the in the charts that those changes is probably why we won the semi final and City didn't because City couldn't afford to do those changes. That yeah. was kind of the beauty of the time, beauty yeah. of us. Yeah, City were stuff. away at Atletico, weren't he? Yeah, the he final were, or whatever. Yeah, but again, it's a that was a game. Van Dijk and Trent don't even get off the bench. Yeah, perfect. You know that's all you needed because you're sat there going, when we went three one up, you're going. Even when they got it to three three, even they got it to four three, you're going. They can't get. You can't see them us conceding five, because at yeah. some point you do just throw Van Dijk on for the last ten minutes and go, shut up shop if you need to be. Yeah, so, yeah. Again, we're making subs when we want to. We're saving mm-hmm. legs. You see the team that goes out. Triple in, sub on the hour. Yeah, again, and you see yeah. the team that goes out in the in the FA Cup semi final, and is absolutely, you know, absolutely lettering into Man City because they don't do it the previous weekend. They play City the previous weekend, don't they? Yeah. In between yeah. the two legs. And, you know, we're not great at the Etihad. We get out of there with a draw, but we're not great, but it's a different game altogether at Wembley. Um, but look, we get through it. Villarreal go and beat Bayern Munich, you know. Um, they beat them 2-1 on aggregate. They have two shots on target the, across the two legs. You're like, wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you've heard people going, no, it's an easy route, it's an easy route. You can't pick your route. All you can do is win yeah. your games. And at the end of the day, we should have probably been playing um, Juventus. No, Juventus should have been playing uh, Bayern Munich, oh, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple on air side of the draw where you're kind of going, like, okay, we get into That's just a draw. There's nothing you can yeah. do about it. We play Benfica in the next round, who knocked out Ajax, Ajax. right? So we yeah. could have played Ajax. In the next round then, if Ajax went through, we could have got Bayern. You know the sort of way. It's like there, there could have been a totally different run here. You don't you don't choose your room. It's just whatever exactly. lands you and whoever turns up and whoever doesn't. Um, it's not it's not our fault buying and Juventus can't can't hold up their end. It's no, not that's, our fault. That's that's yeah. true, yeah. And at the end of the day, as good as Bayern and um Juventus may be, we faced teams that beat them. Yeah. You know, so you don't know what way it would have turned out, but we get Villarreal and Keith. You know, this is the one most fresh is in the memory, but when you look at it, when you look at the Anfield leg, like we dominated them from start to finish. Now I'm not going to go into the away leg massively because we've only covered it last night. But we dominated this massively. It should have been more than two. We we're it's nil all at half time and you're kinda of going, is it one of those not that it's one of those nights, but these are this is suiting them down to the ground. We get the two goals. Um Henderson won a bit fortuitous, which is fine. Um 
But we get the two goals. Mane gets the second, and you're like, great. That'll do. Could have been our psyche. But again, we're just doing a job in the first leg that gives us that little bit of breathing space should something happen in the second leg. And it gives us the chance then to rotate and, and look at who we can play and who we won't play. Although I think in this one, we probably use Newcastle as a rotation policy. Yeah, it's it was, again, another excellent example of doing what had to be done, preserve, not preserving energy. It's not like we did disrespected Villarreal, which Bayern Munich did and other teams did. You know, Juventus did. We didn't disrespect them and we knew what was going to be coming. You know, and we we managed it well. They they offered nothing. We we had Everton, didn't we? Before did we have Everton before that? Was yeah. yeah, we had Everton the week before that, and they rolled around time wasting and all. So we played the 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 Aldi version of Villarreal the week before, and and sort of didn't get in, didn't get too frustrated with it, you know. So the the team knew how to manage this, but what we also saw was. Liverpool get the goal, Henderson's one. They have Estupin on toast for a while. His head is absolutely gone. They get the goal. Really and gone. then within, within two minutes, I think, they get the second one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, right, boom, they sniff blood, bang, we get in again. And they just put the foot on the throat. And then the, it's like, not that they didn't want to go and, and get more, but they knew these are not an attacking team. This should be enough to see us through because we, I know we don't want to talk too much about the second leg. We'll talk a little bit about the second leg, but Liverpool knew even if they got goals, we have goals in us. So a 2 0 lead with this Liverpool team, we remember years ago, 2 0 lead in a match going into the 80th minute wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, this team, you take a 2 0 lead up in Liverpool, what an attacking team, what a swashbuckling team. We're a fucking good defensive team as well. And that's what this well, team have built over the season. Well, Villarreal was trying to do, which is only something that's only been done once, which was actually by us against Barca, which is yeah. if you win the first leg by two goal by two goals or more, you go through in the semi-finals. That's yeah. historically true until Liverpool broke that record in 2019. That's how rare it is. So look, I, I was at the game and everyone around us, we're all going, we're going to Paris. Because oh, yeah. you, you just felt you go. <laughs> I let, the Ever- I let the Everton game slide real open in my mouth. Go on, <laughs> yeah, well, that, but that's how you felt on the ground. Not that you thought, or oh, Villa, I'll be shy away from it. Just going, I just don't see us conceding three without reply. And that's how it felt. I mean, most of it, half time, we're probably all going, oh, fucking hell. I didn't actually want to test that theory. But, you know, that's how you kind of felt in the game. I mean, that game also, we nearly saw Thiago beat his Porto goal with the one that clipped off the post, which was yeah. ridiculous hit from an outrageous distance again. But what I liked about that game is Liverpool were patient. It was probing patient. It, it wasn't passive or passing. Say it was probing them and, not, and trying not to force it, which I think was knackering them out because I think you realise within ten minutes, really can't catch a cold, you know. So anything near him, he'll spill. So I think we realised while well, getting a half decent angle, just shoots at him because he's going to spill it somewhere. And Manny picked up on that very very quickly. So brilliant. We get through last night. Um, the lads on a great show last night. Um, huge amount of people watched it, and yeah. fair play. I um, felt it was good at the time. I it was. It was really good. I watched a bit of it live, and then I watched the rest. I actually listened to the rest of it today um, on podcast. But um, we get through. We were not good in the first half. Um, Klopp acknowledges that 
after the game he said look we weren't getting in the right spots we weren't covering things right and then he, he didn't he changes Diaz for for Jota fair enough because he wants just absolute width on the left rather than Jota drifting in and, and then he just wants the midfield to do something slightly different and he do slightly different he take complete control of the game and he run out easy handy semi-final winners Um, you know and you look at City tonight they're a minute, two minutes away from going into a Champions League final against Liverpool and they can't see it out where Liverpool just have the mentality of we're 2-0 down, fine. Um, we just come out in the second half, we win the second half, Trina. You know, would it have been easy for Liverpool to come out in that second half and go, hold on to what we have and hope to nick one? But they don't. They just go out and win. And um, it was absolutely brilliant. But There's a composure about them now, Gav, isn't yeah, there? Where 100%. There's not that desperation. Remember years ago, uh, I'm not going back to the black and white days, but you know, it, it, the Gerard slip game, for example, when Gerard slips and there's this desperation to just keep shoot, shoot, shoot. Liverpool have that patience, yeah. you know, where, you know, I wasn't worried at half time last night. Liverpool were 2 0 down because I felt Villarreal couldn't get any better and we couldn't play any worse. And going in at half time, 2 0 and not 3 0, I'm like, this is great. This is, this is all right because I fancied that Klopp would have got the press. He didn't give them a bollocking. I'd say he just went in and said, right, what the fuck's going on here? Sort this out. Mm. He said, not playing anywhere Klopp, near. Klopp actually says yesterday that when he goes in, he asked Peter Kravitz to get him a clip from the first half to show them in midfield what they were doing right. And Peter Kravitz said, we don't have him. We don't have a clip of him doing anything right. So Klopp went, okay, well, this is what you're doing wrong. Um, this is what you need to do. And he said straight away in the second half, they come out and, you know, they're, they, they felt that Kate and others weren't in the right position on and off the ball. They wanted that changed. And when they got it changed, it was absolutely fine. Um, well, Kate deserves a lot of credit because he's the scapegoat that people yeah. use because I, I think he's scarred in fans' minds of what he was like at Madrid Madrid away because he had a mare Madrid away. It, to be fair. But nobody was come off that pitch at halftime last night. We're, yeah. we're holding our heads up for me. But I feel Thiago was the worst, but Keita was the one that was getting the the lashings. Yeah, but you see the thing... Go on, Chris. I'll I'll let you go because I've I've something on this. But what I like is he was the one who's getting a lot of stick because I I thought all the midfield was shite. Keita and Henderson, it's one or the other that gets the blame. That's kind of just the thing now. So what I loved about that is fair play to this is what some people accuse Kate and I showed a pair of bollocks and went, right, I'll turn this and I'll show you what I can do properly and do the job properly. See, he was brilliant second half. Could yeah. not fault him. He outshone Thiago for me second half. And I was thinking, that's again another big tick for me next to Cater is, well, there you go. You've, people are giving you pelters at half time and, and loads, quite a lot, to be fair, social media and, you know, why WhatsApp groups are going, well, fair fuck to him, actually, you know, sec- second half, I can't, he did what he wanted and he got the assist for the yeah. third goal as well. So fair yeah. play to him. Great assist as well. Oh, it's similar against Everton at Anfield. All right. And this Are we is there it, or something? I, I was there, seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened at Anfield was particularly first half and there's a break in play because there was about fucking 70 of them um, in the first half. <laughs> but Klopp is roaring at, at Naby Keita. Now Naby Keita in, against Everton for me plays like, literally like a 10. He's he's central an awful lot. He's he's kind of yeah. even Liverpool had the ball. He was doing doggies left and doggies right, trying to find spots. And Klopp is roaring at him out of break and play. And you can see Naby Keita with his hands up, going, "What the fuck do you want?" And he was basically trying to tell Klopp that, "Listen, you want me in here, and they literally have five men in here. I can't get hold of the ball, you know." And me watching the game, I just couldn't believe he didn't put more width into it and try overload down the sides, particularly down our left uh, uh, left hand side. And Kate would have been the man, 
you know, to, to get in that spot, but he wasn't. He was holding more central. And last night, it was a bit similar for me. You know, he's in areas where you're going, you're not going to affect it in there. And if you do get it, you're going to be swamped because they were pressing really well. But second half, he finds little spots. He finds little areas. He's They're all sharper in that pass. And it was, it was brilliant. And, and we get to a European Cup final. Um, Keith, <clears throat> IP vanish. Do you want to do it in Spanish or do you want me to do this really quickly and get out of the way? I would, but you do it really quickly and get it out of the way. Oh, okay. So IP Vanish is a VPN service that you can use to protect your data, your passwords, and all that sort of stuff on the internet. You can use it on your phone, your tablet, your desktop, wherever you might need to go, wherever you go on the internet. Um, They have an offer for us at the moment. A link is in the description. 70% off on your yearly subscription. You go to www.ipvanish.com dot com forward slash day trippers at the moment is working out around three dollars twenty per month and it, it is at seventy percent off you're basically paying for three months and you're getting twelve so check it out um they are a sponsor of ours they keep they help us keep things ticking over and as I said a lot of VPNs out there are eight to fifteen dollars a month this is three dollars twenty at the moment and trust pile I have them at four point six out of five so they are really really Trustworthy, go and check them out. Um, the European Cup final. Um, we've gone through the run. We've gone through the highlights. We've gone through um, all the bits and pieces, how we looked at games, how we managed games and stuff like that. But we are in the European Cup final. Um, Paris um, in just over three weeks' time. It's against Real Madrid, as we've seen tonight, because Man City could not hold out. Um, Ash, is that who you wanted to face in the final, when the semi-finals were? Kind of, you knew City versus Real because I know loads of people that fancy Liverpool to win, but would take a loss against Real Madrid way better than they would against Man City. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, when the draw was made, I instantly wanted Madrid rather than Man City. There's something about Man City, like I said, the, the money they spend, the way they cheat their way to everything, and. I've said it to you, I've said it on previous podcasts, they're due a win against us at some point in the season and there was no way on earth I wanted them to get their first Champions League trophy over us. They will, they will never, ever hear the end of it. Um, it would have been nice to stick it to them and get, on, get our seventh against them, but there's no way on earth I wanted Man City. I prefer Madrid. I think we've got some um, some vengeance in the pipeline. I think Salah's got a point to prove. I think he's, he's stated it clear last night on BT Sport. I've got WhatsApp groups going off now with Salah statuses saying that he's got a point to prove and, and they're coming for him and, and stuff like that. So I think as well with the with past previous European Cup finals against Madrid and Paris as well, I think Chris was saying we should stick a stick a stick a wage on Robbo scoring to recreate history. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I I would I would have chosen Madrid all day long. Um I, it's just the fact British teams in the final they nullify each other. They know each other inside out. It's too much at stake. And, yeah, I think it's written in stars for us to play Madrid. I would have taken them all day long. And I think they're there to be had, Madrid. I fancy our chances. But then I fancy our chances against Man City. It doesn't matter who we, who we play in the final. I still think we'd, we would have won. But preference would have been uh, Real Madrid straight away, without a doubt. Keith, we, yeah. we, it's a European Cup final. You just look forward to it. You know, um, it's a one-off game. I think Liverpool are very good in one-off games, but I think Real Madrid are also excellent in one-off games. Um, 
this kind of feels a bit to me like in 2018 we kind of felt like we're a good side we're building we're exciting we're swashbuckling like you that word you said earlier and this time it feels different it's a little bit like 2005 and 2007 I went into 2007 very confident against Real Madrid and we had our fucking pants pulled down by fucking Inzaghi uh, yeah who did I say Real Madrid sorry Real Madrid, against AC yeah. Milan sorry um, and you know but this time it feels a bit like that where 2018 you're like you wanted to win it it was gut wrenching not to win it but you felt like that's where we've got there and that's where we want to remain that's where we want to build towards where we're regulars in European Cup finals Whereas this one I'm going into now and like I feel that I'd put Liverpool as favourites going into this. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to because we're going to get accused of, you know, overlooking Real Madrid. Oh, this is who we wanted. We didn't want Man City. We're afraid of Man City. It's not that. That's what Marsh touched on. I just didn't want to listen to the shit about an all-British final again. It, but not just an all-English final. The all-Spanish finals were muck. The all-Italian finals were muck. Do you know what I mean? I think it's good to have two different nationalities, two, di- two different countries represented in the final. So I wanted Real for that. But, you know, I just think... There's there's a difference to this team now than what there was then, and there's a difference to them as well. So that they they had Benzema, Bale. Benzema was the third wheel, wasn't he? Yeah. Like in, yeah. in that sort of famous yeah. Ronaldo. You know, Ronaldo, Bale, Benzema. Um, they'd a peak Modric. They'd you know peak Cruz. They'd Ramos. They'd Varane. They're a different team now. But the worry I have about them is the why they destroyed us last year was Vinicius Jr who I don't think is a great player to be honest but he's fucking lightning quick and erratic, he's very erratic but he's very fast and the getting in behind Trent a lot in that game and not that I'm not saying we're going to not play Trent in the final or anything like that because we will but I think it's one that it's the one area that I think Liverpool will have to really really work on the rest of it I think will take care of itself because I think as an attacking team, I don't care what defenders they have out there. I fancy us. And it's not down to Mo Salah. I hope he's angry and he, he has something to prove. But Diaz whether it be Mane, whether it be Diaz, you know, we have, whether it's Jota, who's, who, let's be honest, Jota's not playing very well lately. Do you know what I mean? But he, he still can get you a goal. So whatever way we go with this, I'm not worried about I think we are the team now that that attacking wise you're looking even though Benzema's having a great season don't get me wrong I think we're the better attacking outfit going into this one Chris mm-hmm. Keith mentioned something there you know Salah has a point to prove Salah's angry and stuff like that and I get that I completely get it but what I would say is that I don't want this to be made all about Mo Salah yeah. and you know oh yeah. Salah's on a, on a, on, uh, on you know it's his campaign to try and do this. He's on a mad one to try. I don't want Salah to go into that where he feels he has to do everything because of what happened in 2018. I don't think it will happen because I think I think there's way more to this squad than just you know looking to Plamaz Mo Salah as, as to what happened four, four years ago, whatever it might be. But going into this one, like Real Madrid do do us in the Champions League last season. But when you look at the team we had to put out, it's mm. like... Keep mentioning League Cup teams earlier. Like what we had out against Real Madrid was 
was actually scandalous, I think, for a for a European Cup quarterfinal, was it? Last sixteen quarterfinal. Yeah, I mean we did play we did play Thiago in either the game, which was a bit bit strange. But I think I won't worry about Salah, the vengeance thing. I think I'd be a bit more if, if Ramos still played for Real Madrid, because that might be more of a point to prove. But I think it was scoffed at the time because we got knocked out. But one of the things that Klopp always came out with is says that's what we want to be, Real Madrid. He said they've got guys who've done three or four European Cup finals and it's the same side. Most years not changed. Eight of the lads who started that final are still at the club. And of that eight, five or six will start the final. Mm, yeah. That so as much people said that it was copping a bit of toffee and it was, you know, lack of transfer funds, whatever you want to say. Klopp's got what he wants, which is he's got a continuity in there. So he's got five lads who are gonna st- who started that final who will have a point to prove. And five lads who want scar from that final. You know, Fabinho, you know, has only started one European final for us and won it. You know, so things mm. like that are, are going to help us. Um, I think you know, I, I'll be amazed if Diaz doesn't start the final. And I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be the X factor that's going to turn it for us. Like with Keith Smith with Vinicius, I think Diaz is our is our version of that. I just, but he's a more consistent footballer. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm made up with playing Madrid because I I cannot be arsed with all, all English finals. Uh, I'm a bit like that with with Keith. I hated the Tottenham one. The build up the build up to all this was. Mm. Crap. But I just, it's more than those. If you get to a European final, you want to play a, you know, not an English side because it just, it just feels a bit more special to me. So, and stuff about Liverpool Real Madrid, it, there is, there is like a nice synergy, a nice history towards it. So I'm looking forward to it. But by, by no means, this, this is going to be a very, very difficult final. But what I'm looking forward to. Couple of things. Sam Tandy says the midfield is key. Casemiro, Cruz, Modric still keep going. But I think Thiago mm-hmm. Fabinho combo can derail them with Hendo or Keita. As long as they all are fit, um, I thought Camavinga was excellent. <coughs> Camavinga was brilliant when he came on. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, he has serious aims on him. Uh, Diaz's face at the end of the game was priceless. He had tears in his eyes and genuinely looked like it was all a dream. Well, he just rocked up in January and now he's fucking, you know, he, he's going to build a cabinet to put all the trophies in if everything goes right. Uh, John, I think you missed what I was saying. He said, Gav, most talent in 2018 wasn't on the field long enough um, to say he made it all about him. He was off early. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that Mo Salah, I don't want to go into this final with it all being about Mo Salah and, you know, um, putting things right from 2018. By all means, if Mo Salah wants to come out and tear around Madrid a new one and score three in the European Cup final, so be it. But all I'm saying is I don't want, like, a bit like Chris says there, the build-up to all English finals or all Spanish finals a bit fucking, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like a a, a jazzed-up league game. Um, I know it's for a European Cup and I'm not, you know, denigrating fucking uh, yeah. what we've done against Spurs but you know what I mean the build up was very league game build up you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, because you're just comparing them against each other what they've done um, but I, I don't I don't think we will go into it and, and talking about it, it's all about Mo Salah and I just all I'm saying is I wouldn't like it to be like that I want I want us to go in with our strengths and you don't want Mo just constantly looking to shoot and not, you know. You yeah, need you don't to play as a team. You exactly, and, but not even that. Key. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the build up of you know just close ups of Mo Salah and then you know yeah. they run the thing where he gets injured and it's just this is the big push on the European Cup final where we just keep watching Mo Salah hurt his shoulder um, four years ago. Um, last just question. A quick, just a, sorry, yeah, sorry just a quick one about what Kiefer said about Vinny Jr. and Trent and his pace. I think that's why Kanate are playing the final, because he's, he's rapid. And I think that's something we didn't have when we played him last time. I think, who did we have? We had Kabak and Phillips, was it? Kabak and Phillips were the centre-backs yeah. when we played them over there, yeah. Yeah, so with Trent being 
forward what like we expect him to. He's going to be experienced. So I think with the pace of Kanate compared to what we did have with Phillips and Kabat last year, I don't think it will be as much as a problem yeah. as what we had last year. Watch, I'll be clipped now and this will go absolutely tits up. But, no, um, don't worry, bro. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think that's why we might see. I think that's why we might see Kanate in the final because of his his pace more than anything. Um, couple of super chats that came in that I kept. Um, I appreciate the super chats, but if you're going to put in a super chat, don't just put the comment in and stick a a donation into our charity. We would much prefer that. To be perfectly honest with you, but MC says uh, we beat Madrid in '81 in Paris as well. Nice little reminder and. Uh, Musa LFC 21 said this ages ago but I kept it he says when I get to Mbappe who says no um, Mbappe will play for Real Madrid I think next season I don't think there's any Might and, yeah not, not much doubt about that but yeah. would you take him in Liverpool absolutely he's fucking he's deadly he's not Killing too sure yeah I don't, I don't know does, they, they, they won't go away until he signs somewhere else there's a chance LeBron going to the final him and LeBron I like that could yeah. sway him in Paris, Killian gets swept up in the mid in the moment. I'm telling you, it's not and what it's not signs a deal on the back of a smoke box, like signs a deal on the back of a smoke box. Takes Divox, Divox, yeah. yeah, takes Divox place. Tell you, it's not until he signs somewhere else. Okay, um, go on, I'll ask is now Chris confident, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I need. Keith, confident. We've been saying for a while about a quadruple Gavin. Yeah. People can again talk about arrogance and can talk about cockiness and all that. It's, it's we a fan. It's an excitement. It's excitement. That's exactly it. And until it's not possible, it's possible. And this is gonna be the this is gonna be the culmination of it all. And I think this team never has it been more up mentality monsters or mentality joints this is what they're all gearing up to and this is going to be a quadruple sign sailed and delivered in Paris okay. we'll be drunk on baguettes and dodgy <laughs> garlic and I'm not sure you know baguettes I'm not sure you know baguettes and loose cigarettes because we gave the box to Killian to sign the deal yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ash confident Oh, without a doubt. I've been on the quadruple bandwagon, mate, since Christmas. I think number seven's coming back on May the 28th. Paris is going to be red. We're all going to be smashed out of our heads, celebrating off in Liverpool for a week on the parade and on the absolute piss. Yeah, I'm buzzing, mate. I can't wait for it. Bring it on. And this is going to go down as probably the most expensive, but the best month of our lives. Yeah. Oh, it would be expensive, are It usually is. <laughs> well, it is when me and drink are involved anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. uh, the kebabs on the way home and you're ordering way too much. Um, <laughs> but look, it's not a cockiness. It's not an arrogance. It's it's just a pure excitement. Um, you know, I hate harping back to watching Liverpool sides from the, the mid-late 90s and stuff like that and you're kind of going, you know, this is fucking shy. Um, <laughs> you know, but you do, you always think back to it. It's like when you're going through bad times, you think of the good. You know, yeah. like when you're going through bad times in football or in life, you think of the good times to try to perk yourself up. If you're going through the good times, you do think back of the bad times and go, I have to enjoy this as much as I can because we've been there when it's been shit. Um, and for me, I'm, Keith knows, I, I've been saying it for ages about quadruple, just because I, I think the league, the league thing fueled the rest. You know, yeah. the fact that it was 14 points and there were two games in hand, but that means nothing. You have to win them. 
and then when that starts going and you're looking going we're still the FA Cup and that League Cup and you know and then when the League Cup was won I was like oh hold on you know um, because like if you're in an absolute title race and you're in I don't know a dodgy fucking European spot and you think I'll throw off that fucking League Cup fuck that you know what I mean get that out of my way but it hasn't been like that and it's just gone on and on and on and, and I'm not I'm not sitting here for a second telling you Liverpool will 100% win a quadruple I have said on many occasions I think they will do it, but that's just me being really excited about it. And I said it to the week, if we come out of this with one trophy in the season, lose an FA Cup final, lose the European Cup final, and lose the league by a point, that shit happens. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to enjoy every single last minute of it until A, the quadruple's not possible, and B, the season is over and you sit down and you go, right, what have we got? But that's just the way it, it is. It's funny you say that, Cap, before I finish up. Did you see someone was saying that, you know, if Liverpool only come out of the season with the, the Carling Cup, you know, are they the class, the all-time bottlers? Do you know what I mean? And I think it was Neil Robertson, the snooker player, tweeted back and says, well, no, because if they were five points ahead in the league, you know, and they were 2-0 up in a, in the Champions League final and lost them. Yeah, but it's impossible. Saying, yeah. It's, you but see, whatever happens now, it's now the, world, just, the, the, the whole the journey is where... You know, we've enjoyed the journey to get into this position. Yeah, but the bottling you know. thing, the bottling thing isn't them. Um, I don't think, you, I don't even think you can throw it at Man City tonight because yeah. they're so far in the competition. They're still in the league. You know what I mean? They, they were in yeah. FA Cup semi-final and stuff like that. I don't think it's a bottling thing. I think it's just shit happens in games of football. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. If Liverpool went now and lost their next six games, you go, fuck me. They've bottled that yeah. a little bit because they've literally... It's not even a bottling thing. It's just falling they've, off they've fallen cliff. off, falling off a cliff. Mm. Um, bottling for me is when you're miles ahead. Yeah. You know, like I look at I look at Newcastle when they should have won a league title and didn't. Brendan Rodgers should have got top four and took 19 points in 23 games or 23 points from 18 or 19 games. That's bottling the top four for me because it's a long period of time where it's just going bottling something isn't immediate. It's not. It's not. Oh, he bottled that. You know, it's like saying. Dillian White bottled the fight last week he didn't he just got one bleeding good dig and that was the end of it so look it's Liverpool haven't bottled anything and whether they end up with one two three or four it's a brilliant brilliant season and the only thing I'd ask people is would you swap with being us would you swap us you know if, if, if it, would any Man United fans swap their season for theirs no well then I'm quite happy then if you want to call yeah. us a bottler because I won't swap with you either you <laughs> pack of pricks um, <laughs> so we better get out of here. I think we're an hour and 20 minutes in. So, um, it's um, big mention though for Man, Man United's uh, protest the other night, which was amazing. Walk out on 73 and at 75, they're still holding it up. Uh, they were winning, <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Um, they also spoke glazers wrong. They had to, they had to yeah, yeah and by the way, that 10 hag chant is fucking appalling. <laughs> um, but um, we leave them for the moment, we'll deal with them next season. Um, before I go, Felicon is our charity uh partner. And we are trying our best to get the 10,000 euros to help them out. They're a fantastic charity. I'm not going to say any more than that. Link is in the description if you want to check them out. If you read about these people and you read their website, you will see how good they are. And it may throw you on, may push it to donate. If you can't donate and you're not in position to, that's absolutely fine. Just take the link that's in the description for the donation page. And take the link for their website as well. And send both on to all your family, friends, colleagues, wherever it might be. We're going to keep pushing and pushing until we get to the 10K. We are doing a golf day around a month from now. Um, there's a load of lads that um, are involved in this podcast that are playing. 
there's a lot of lads involved in this podcast that aren't playing but are turning up for a drink and there's a lot of people that watch this podcast are involved in this podcast wherever it might be are going to join us later that evening for a few drinks as well we're a raffle and we're going to try raffle off a lot of stuff to raise more money but we might i don't think we make the 10k by that by that time in the next five weeks i think it is but we're going to keep going until we make it and if that means july august september or this time next year it doesn't matter we will keep going until we are able to present fail to with ten thousand euros sorry um but as i said trophies if you give me the 10k before um the 28th of may i'll i won't ask for one more trophy to be perfectly honest with you i'll be that'll be that'll be enough for me for the season to say if we've done 10k to give to this fantastic charity um ash anything else before we go no nothing from me gov just up the quadruple chasing reds may the 28th madrid we're coming for you salah hat trick number seven on his way and we'll be the best team in the world there you go chris anything else before we go has anyone checked on Davo since last night? Davo, um, after four minutes, um, oh, oh, people love these Davo updates, right? So let, let's go. I think you might make it a, a feature. I have a genuine, yeah. I have a genuine concern about him now. Yeah, so Davo, as people know, um, most people watching now and most people that listen to the podcast afterwards, Davo is awful, right? He yeah. basically like loses the plot. <laughs> So basically, he predicts a two-two draw for every game Liverpool play, yeah. right? He calls it a Desmond, right? Um, He'll tell you he's running the variables before all the game. And about 20 minutes before kickoff, he says, I ran the variables. It's a Desmond. It's 2-2, two, two. right? Cool. No problem. Then he jumps in behind the sofa for most of the game, eating share packs of crisps and um, fizzy drinks. He gets really upset. And um, literally shouts complacency um, in a WhatsApp group from like literally the top, from kickoff. Last you know, night, one. four minutes in, last night, right? Liverpool are one nil down and he just put <laughs> in the group. Ah, well. As if, like, <laughs> you know, we've had a good run, we've, we've yeah. had a good go. At half time, he was like, I fucking knew it, I could smell this a mile <laughs> off. Um, this isn't fucking the last of plot. And then, at the then this morning, because he's up early, he works like it's five in the morning. And this morning, he just uh put in the WhatsApp group, I love the smell of a European Cup final in the morning. <laughs> um, so he's absolutely insane. Uh, keeping up with the Davrins, um, it could be it could be yeah. a show, Emma Cavanagh, but um, that was mad. And most of them are in fairness, they're all bleeding, they're all insane. But um, he, it's he just does. how they drink it in, isn't it? How yeah. you watch the match, like Davos yeah. a very positive fan, and he's yeah. a very you know he's a but in the WhatsApp group, absolutely just, wealth of knowledge. But when the match goes on, And then of course, like you mentioned last night, uh, Dicko was the biggest Jonah ever. Oh, you have me me phone as Dicko the Jonah, um, because like genuinely, if Dicko said, um, like I put it to you simply, if Dicko said to you. On a Wednesday, your bins, like say your bins get collected on a Wednesday. If Dicko said to you on Tuesday night, your bins will be collected in the morning, the bins aren't being fucking collected in Guaranteed. the morning, right? Because something will happen and the bins won't get collected. That's how bad Dicko is. So, um, but we'll keep you updated with Davo because people, loads of people have yeah, asked about Davo in the last like, little while. Yeah. Um, we could we could probably video live watching yeah. the match. Um, watch along, Davo behind the sofa. Yeah, but if we're not, if we're not there. being. Sponsored by Walker's Crisps or Tato or something like that. We're not <laughs> doing it. Um, but look, that's it. As I said, hit the like button on your way out if you can. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Share across your social media. Thanks a million for the comments tonight. If you're listening back to the audio podcast, it's very easy on any of them apps to hit the review button. Give us a five-star review. Tell everyone we're deadly and more people will get to listen to us across Apple, Google, all that sort of stuff. Um, I haven't a clue, Keith. It's just one of the lads told me that 
that actually yeah. works. So I'm throwing it out there. Um, Keith, anything else before we go? No, all good. I have me Santos top. I don't know if I mentioned Santos, that coincidence. Yeah. I had me Santos jersey on tonight, and former Santos prodigy Rodrigo gets two goals to knock Pep's team out. Did so. you put that on after he scores two? Though? No, I put it on before he scores Is two. It? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. I, I don't know if I believe it. I think it wouldn't get changed just to <laughs> coincidence. No problem. Won't put it past you, Keith. Either would I. Right. That we is can. it. Um, Liverpool will play Real Madrid in the European Cup final on the 28th of May. Real Madrid went through against Manchester City tonight. Liverpool, of course, defeated Villarreal last night. We have looked back on the run and the route to the final for the Reds. The quadruple is still on. Tomorrow is. Thursday, we have a day off. I'm playing golf. Don't fucking annoy me about shows tomorrow. I'm playing golf. Mm-hmm. Piss off. Right? Um, Friday, we will have Sports Unplugged. Saturday night, we will have Full Time Reds. And we will be back on Sunday with the Fat Back Four. That has been the Midweek Fix. Thanks to Ash. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Keith. And thanks to everyone in the chat. You've been amazing as always. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.